It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Thunder Rosa get into what's going to be taking place at Forbidden Door this upcoming Sunday. And who better to do that with with somebody that's on the card, and that's ROH Women's Champion Athena. Also, we talked to Richard Holiday, who has come back with a fight of his own, a fight for his life. We get into that with Richard Holiday, And we also get into Thunder Rosa's Wrestler of the Week. And let me say this, I do not agree with Thunder Rosa's Wrestler of the Week. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. You talk about a face of a brand, Thunder, a face of a company. That's exactly who our next guest is when it comes to Ring of Honor. She is your Ring of Honor Women's World Champion, and that is Athena. Athena, thank you so much for the time, and thank you for joining us here on Busted Ah. Open. Well, thank you. Thank you, Minions. I appreciate all of this love right here. Very much so. (laughs) minions wow minions she loves to call every her followers are minions look we have been searching for a name for almost 10 years now and i feel like minions bam that's it that's the name i don't know if i like that athena no disrespect i i think it should be something that goes with athena like something that's like a, a bit of like Something that goes with your uh, your your personality, your character mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. rhymes with Athena. There's got to be something better than minions. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I'll entertain she's this. Been, go ahead, shoot. She's been looking shoot. for it for a while. <laughs> what, what do you got, David? <laughs> I don't know. I I have to think about it. You're putting me on the spot. Well, you said minions was not an accurate term. I am a goddess. They are not on the same level as me. Of course, they're minions. <laughs> I, he's I, thinking. I, I, he's thinking hard right I now. I am. I'm he's thinking figure. so hard. I'm watching gonna, him you, stare off into the wall. Like, you, come on, give me an answer. Which right. isn't good for radio, by the way. When you when you get me to the point where I'm quiet, probably not good for radio when I'm staring off into space and thinking. But you know what? I'll think of something before this uh, interview is over. I have the tendency to have to be uh, to be good when I'm put on the spot. So we'll see if I come up with something. But irregardless. Athena, I know how you are as a professional and now how you are in the ring. Ring of Honor, I think, is a great representation of who you are 
as a professional wrestler. And when I say the face of a company, somebody who you know represents that brand, I feel like you and Ring of Honor are that perfect marriage. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I feel like uh, I feel the same. It's my show. Tony just foots the bill at this point, you know? <laughs> Isn't that wow. great? Isn't that the great? The goddess, the goddess speaking right here. No, but I like what I like. Athena's, uh, you know, I, he's like your money, Mark. He's like, it's like you are like this is my cup. I rule. I run this place, but you, you're the person that keeps the lights on. But this is this is my place to run. I kind of like that thought process, Athena. Oh, thank you, thank you. No, like. To be honest, like I've just been so thankful to be a part of Ring of Honor. It's something that when I was on the indies in the past that I aspired to be like, that was the epitome. Uh, yep. You had your Sarah Del Rey's, your Alice in Danger's, Lacey, uh, Daisy Hayes. So many of these women that inspired the women's evolution started in Ring of Honor and kind of put women's wrestling on a map in a different way, you know? So like when I got the opportunity to work with Mischief, Jenny Rose, even uh, Cherry Bomb or Allie or Bunny, whatever you want to call her, you know, we all set out to just continue the legacy that had already been built. So me coming back to Ring of Honor, um, getting a platform to show the world, not only what I can do, but what these hungry women in my division are ready to show the world as well. Like, why why wouldn't I take advantage of that? And I rule with an iron thumb. And there's a reason I say step up or step out because I don't want any slackers in my division. I don't want anyone coasting because of sex appeal. Like I'm making everyone step up. I'm bringing a whole new aggression, not only to myself, but to that roster. If they want my women's championship, that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to escalate that violence. They're going to have to step up. You know, I get it. Not, I hope to be a forever ROH champion, but the person, whenever that comes, hopefully never, uh, that dethroned me, they're going to have to earn that. I like yeah, it. And that, David, I can attest to this every time that I see her matches. Uh, she does not hold back at all, at all. Uh, <laughs> she's one of the most uh, vicious and um, definitely she she has a purpose every time she's in the ring. So if they send her a very well-seasoned veteran, she takes them just as, as, as hard as a, a young talent that is hungry and wants to take that position. So uh, I know you are, you had a match that was aired yesterday on Ring of Honor. Just talk about, talk about that uh, short um, few that you have with Kiara Hogan. And then we're going to focus on you uh, doing Forbidden Door this, this on Sunday. Yeah, um, Kira Hogan, uh, I have my first match in AEW with her. Like my very first match, my very first week on the job was with Kira Hogan. And, you know, she's someone that was a minion of Jade uh, for a while in the baddies club. She broke free of that. And she was looking to make a name for herself. And honestly, when I went to the ring that time with her versus Ver, I wasn't even looking at Kira. I was looking at Vert. You know, she just happened to win the match and was in the way. And then she said some words and I didn't appreciate, you know, that's how it all started, you know? And, um, you know, I will say this, Kira Hogan, she has a lot of fire and she is hungry. 
And that's something that I look for when I am uh, picking my opponents, when I'm selectively looking at the matches is like, who's next? Who has that fire? Who has, who wants to succeed? And Kira Hogan had all of those elements in hell. Like I'll, I'll say it, you know, I don't want to say it. She got the better of me a lot of that time. And I haven't had anyone to step up and get in my face. I didn't appreciate it first and foremost, but she uh, for sure showed me that she wasn't going to lie down and take anything. And I showed her that I was going to pummel her into oblivion. <laughs> Last night, um, we had a street fight, Chicago street fight. It was fun. It was painful. It was vicious. It was violent. And, you know, I'm so thankful that I got to share the ring with her and make that art and show the world that she's still not on my level. You know, it's, it's one of those moments that like, you know, you can't help to be like, oh my gosh, yes, look at what we created. The fun fact is, is that like that crowd is going crazy, but they said a lot of no-no words that could not air on TV in the middle of the match. So it sucks, but at the same time, it's like, it was, it was really awesome to be able to share that in Chicago, one of my old stomping grounds from Shimmer, you know, and just show the world what we could really do on that platform. And I know the representation of two, not only two Black women, but it being Pride Month as well. I know that meant so much to Kiera. She was, she was like in the locker room, like when I would walk by, she'd be like, I got my flag, I got my hair. And it made me like swell with pride a little bit on the inside to just know that she was going to get that platform to show who she was as a person. I love it. And I love that she had that stage to perform on and to be in the ring with somebody like you, because there is a history, there is a story there. And you mentioned Chicago, Athena, and I said this on the show yesterday. I'm an East Coast guy. I, I grew up in New Jersey. So I grew up going to Madison Square Garden in New York City and going to the Meadowlands here in New Jersey. And I think a lot of people put an emphasis on you know, the tri-state area when it comes to pro wrestling. And they call Madison Square Garden the mecca of pro wrestling. But I said it on the show yesterday, and I really do believe it. I feel like the best city when it comes to pro wrestling is Chicago. And that Chicago crowd always comes and represents. You're just describing that Chicago crowd. Do you feel the same way when it comes to that city? I love Chicago. Um, it's it's funny because I used to wrestle at Berwyn Eagles Club. Like Shimmer was kind of the mecca in Chicago for years upon years. Like the Berwyn Eagles Club, like you thought Chicago, you thought Shimmer. So like, of course, like they're going to have a different energy, especially when it comes to women's wrestling. I feel like in Chicago in particular, they appreciate it a lot more. Not to say other people don't. I just feel that energy from them so much more in Chicago. Maybe it's because I'm biased. I used to be billed from Chicago. I was Chicago backslash Dallas. So like I say, it's my stomping ground. Like I, I love Chicago. Um, I love to make Chicago hate me <laughs> as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. It's a really cool moment. Like, but that Chicago crowd, that energy, like they know they're in for a good show. And every time that we feel a crowd like that, we just want to just bring it so much harder and give them everything their hearts desire. I like it. I, I like it. And I love the passion that comes from you. And do you feel like that passions really come out being a part of this ring of honor brand? Yes, yes, for sure. I mean, Man, like, I feel like I'm just wanting so much more for myself. Like, and I feel like that's a rarity that I didn't have in the past. I, and I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I constantly want more. I constantly want to push the boundary. I constantly want that attention, not only on myself, but on Ring of Honor. 
you know, like watch ROH, like everything about Ring of Honor from the technicality, the pure wrestling. Like, I, I love the fact that we have multiple women's matches every week. Like, I love the fact that so many people that didn't get an opportunity to shine in AEW or that were on dark having these banger matches now have a platform to show like, hey, look at us. We're here. Come yeah. watch us. And that's all Ring of Honor is. Like, you know, I'm I'm the devious menace, the gatekeeper, if you will. But like, at the end of the day, the only reason I am this person is to elevate right like that's the thing we all give back to pro wrestling in different ways i give back by breaking your favorites that's that's the difference <laughs> that's good that's well said that's well said uh you uh not only are a champion uh a veteran in the business you you're well traveled you pretty much wrestle absolutely everyone that there is in any scene and and the fact that you are uh i like what you said being the gatekeeper and breaking your favorites is like yeah, I, I get that you like them, but I'm going to show them why I'm better than them. You know, it's it's without saying that. You know, I said for you. Well, so, I'll say uh, <laughs> it. I'll say it. I am better than them. I've been better than them for years. It's just now I get the freedom to show who I really am without filters, without handcuffs, without anything. And I get to be me for the first time. And I'm so excited to finally be able to share that with a TV audience. Those that have followed me on the indies, like know that this is who I've been for years. Like my whole decade I spent before I got signed to WWE, this is who I was, you know, like I, I used to have a saying, make art out of war. Like this, this is my war every time I step in that ring and I'm not going to take it easy. I try not to, because at the end of the day, I know that there is so much more on the line if I decide to go and phone it in for a day. You know, uh, Thunder and I were talking about you yes. earlier, Athena, and I used a word to describe you. And I don't know how you would will take the word that I used to describe you, but go on. I I, I, <laughs> I I called you underrated, and I know that sounds crazy to say underrated because you have gold around your waist. You're you're on TV, but do you feel like in a lot of ways that you are underrated? That people should be looking at you a lot more and saying your name a lot more than they do. You know, I go and every time I am on Ring of Honor TV, I trend, right? Like that's that's kind of the way. It's like people recognize real, you know? Could you say underrated? Uh, sure, right? Because Ring of Honor is still starting out. It's still like 17 weeks into TV, I think. You know, I, I get it. People are going to say, oh, she's underrated, right? It's like, no, no, I'm the best female wrestler in the world. You just haven't seen it yet. Like, that's kind of the way I feel about it. And yeah, you can argue day or night. I don't care. You can go on Twitter and talk about, oh, we'll do, do, do. but at the end of the day, I'm producing some of the best work I have in my entire career. And like for someone to call me underrated, I think it's just unseen right now. Okay. And my all goal right. is my goal is to bring all of these eyes into Ring of Honor. That's why I consistently push the boundaries. That's why I consistently try every freaking week to hurt or break my opponent in different ways. Like it's it's bringing those outside in. I I'm sorry, bringing those outside eyes into Ring of Honor. That is that is what I crave. That is what I want. And if you look at the growth since we first started, it's been tremendous, right? And we're going to continue to push that. We're going to continue to move Ring of Honor forward, right? That's that's what this is all about. Like underrated, sure. Every, everyone's going to have their debate. She's underrated. She's this, she's that. Sure, whatever. I'm dominant, right? I am the dominant champion. I am on the best winning streak of my entire career. I have only been pinned by one person since I have been in this company, right? Like, 
I, I don't know what else I got to say. Like, I, I don't want to go and beat a dead horse. I don't want to sit here and put myself over because there's two people in the ring. You know what I mean? But at the end yeah. of the day, like people are going to have their thoughts. My thought is, is I'm the best female wrestler in the world and no one's going to take that away from me. You can say that I'm underrated. Sure. Go. I have plenty of more things in the arsenal that you haven't seen. So sure. Go ahead. Say that. Say that I'm underrated. You can say that I'm overrated. I don't care. But at the end of the day, I have a championship around my waist. I am the epitome of Ring of Honor. Hell, I should get a t-shirt that says Ring of Honor is Athena at this point in time. But like, it's my show. It's my brand. And of course, I'm going to bring that violence to whatever I do next. Uh, Owen, oh, beautiful. At the Forbidden Door, I can't wait to break Billy starts. Like, this is what I do. And I'm not stopping anytime soon. I was just about to say, talking about favorite wrestlers. I know Billy Starks, she's been an indie an indie darling and now she's fully we she's been fully signed with with aw she just graduated from high school uh Bless what her. kind of gift are you giving her this Bless her. for her you know uh, you know graduation i i will say this i'm not super familiar with billy other than she's the indie sensation that everyone loves and honestly going through looking at a lot of her matches that i've seen online we'll see what she has <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day i i don't care if she just graduated from high school she's standing across the ring from a grown-ass woman that is ready to hurt her and i don't think that she's ready for that smoke that's that's it right like i've watched a ton of film of billy sarks and i'm like mm, meh okay let's see what you got kid let's see what all this hype is about i hope that she proves me wrong i hope she goes in that ring and tries her best gives me everything she has but i think she's gonna realize very quickly that she's out of her league Wow. Well, we'll find, right there. we'll find out at <laughs> Forbidden Door coming up on Sunday. Also, uh, Ring of Honor, go to watchroh.com <laughs> to, to follow and to watch Ring of Honor. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. 
It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Wrestling. Hey, everyone. It's Howard Bender from the Andy Up podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. The most marketable, Richard Holiday, who joins us right now. Sir, how are you this morning? Dave, I am doing fantastic. Um, I'm a little sore. Uh, because I actually wrestled last night, but it, it's Ooh. a good sore, and uh, I'm happy to feel it. Well, yeah, I know, Richard, and, and listen, we're moving forward, but I know you had such a battle uh, that you fought, and um, man, if if you want to talk just a little bit about that, and you know, now that you're back, just how you feel being back to the world that you love. Yeah, of course. Um, well, first off, it, it, it's just so great to be back and to be able to do, you know, what I love more than anything again and, and be healthy and happy. And, you know, that's most important. But just, that period of my life, you know, is, is such a defining moment for sure. And, you know, it's something that I never really expect will happen because, you know, I took such good care of myself and, and you know, people who take great care of themselves, this could happen. And, you know, it's kind of unexplained and inexplicable, but, you know, it's, if something like this does happen to somebody and, you know, if anybody's listening and they're going through something and um, just know that you could get it. As long as you keep like overwhelming positive mindset, that was my whole thing. Like I would allow myself to have moments of anxiety, but just moments. And I knew like, Hey, like, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be okay. As long as I stay strong, persevere, and continue the things that I love. So, like, even during the whole process of treatment and going through, like, I would still go to the gym and, you know, like, the doctors joke around with me and be like, you probably should take it easy. But I'm like, hey, doc, I don't, I don't know any other way. This is how I live my life. And I just lived my life to the best that I could. You know, there were obviously some restrictions and everything, but I did what I could and it was just a matter of, like I said, just staying strong and, and not letting it consume you. And if anybody's doing something, that's my best advice to you. Don't let it consume you. Stay strong, stay positive, and you can and will get through it. Richard, um, you mentioned being positive and, and, you know, working through the most difficult times. Um, how long did you battle with cancer? Yeah, so... I, so I was living in California um, for a month. I was doing like a lot, like a West Coast tour almost. Mm-hmm. And 15 days in, I just started feeling really, really off. Like, like symptoms that like, I would never experience, like vicious night sweats and um, just really bad like uh, stomach issues. And mm-hmm. I didn't really know what it was. I was just thinking, hey, you know, maybe I just have like some illness, like something's going on. Maybe it's the air quality out here. I don't know. Um, and then it just progressively started. So that's like the middle of June. And then it just mm-hmm. started getting like progressively worse and worse. And I would go for, um, 
you know, blood work and like my blood levels were like super low, but they didn't anticipate anything like this. And they thought it was just low iron and um, I was anemic and just a lot of tests. And then eventually, you know, they led into the tests around September, um, late August, September, um, which revealed that I had Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, and then from there, it was September to the middle of February of getting treatment. And mm-hmm. then I was able, yeah. And so, I mean, the better part of a year, you know, close to like 10 months or so. Um, the, the actual treatment process was only six months. And okay. it seemed to fly by. But yeah, probably from you know, like middle of June of, of 22 to, you know, when I was able to, to announce remission at the, at the end of uh, April. Well, the one thing I want to say, Richard, is that, man, your fight, I, I can tell on social media, so many people were behind you and so many people were supporting you and you never gave up. And, and it's something that you've always wanted to do is to get back in the ring. So now to see you back in the ring, man, I mean, what a victory for you, Richard. And like you said, you wrestled in a match last night. You're sore this morning. Being sore and waking up sore after a match is probably the best feeling for you in the world. Oh, it's incredible. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, I mean, to go in there last night in front of uh, a packed crowd, this promotion called Wrestling Open um, in Worcester, Mass. Um, it's on IWTV if anybody wants to tune into that. But, I mean, really a tremendous environment. I got in the ring with Anthony Green, who's not only one of my good friends, but is also one of the best wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. And, and to go in there and just tear it up um, and not hold anything back. Like, Dave, I, I like I said before, I only know one speed. Like, I got right back into the ring, um, and I didn't hold anything back, and it was fantastic. I, like, I, I'm elated about it. Yeah, you know, man, and- you, left, you left them so bloody. I'm sorry, David. I'm, like, on his Twitter right now. I'm like, man, you must love each other a lot. You, he's all bloody, and you're all scratched, all mean-mugging and stuff. Mm. I am beat up, um, scratched. Uh, he's bloody and, and it still have smiles on our faces. So that, that goes to show you. The love that you have prof- for professional wrestling, Richard, like you said, you only are at one speed and you know, like obviously this was just a small bump in the road for you as far as your career. Cause I know how much you love this and how much you care about this. And like, what are you thinking about with the future? Like, do you look at it as like, all right, this is a reset or do you look at it as like, all right, this is a bump in the road. I'm not going to let it impede my goals. I'm not going to let it impede my journey. And I'm just moving forward. Like what's your mindset right now when it comes to pro wrestling? Yeah. So I'm certain. So I'm certainly cognizant of kind of what I represent now when I get in the ring, but I want that to be like indirect inspiration Right. Like, I don't want this to be something where every time I come through the curtain, um, people are reminded of it and people are thinking about it. I don't want that. Um, I'm a big baseball fan, uh, Dave. I think you are, too. And uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but Anthony Rizzo, he's the first baseman of the Yankees. He had the same exact um, disease that I did. And I don't know Anthony. Anthony doesn't know me, but I was super inspired by him. And every time he takes the field and goes to first base, he doesn't, you know, wave his hands and say, hey, guys, you know, this is I went through this. He just goes out there and plays baseball. And it's inspiring because of that. 
that's how I want it for me. It's just, listen, I come through the curtain, whether you love me or whether you hate me, and I've had both in my career, just do that for my wrestling. And, and everything that happened to me, you know, backstage, you know, that was backstage and, and just know what I'm doing in the ring. That's ultimately um, my goal for that. But in terms of what I want to do in the future, man, I, I really feel like the future is wide open right now. Um, I'm feeling fantastic. I'm feeling great. I'm in such a great mindset and uh, the business is in a great spot. And I feel like I can contribute at a very high level um, to the business. So wherever that does take me, um, I'm, I'm excited for it. Well, well, Richard, let me ask you this. Because before your illness, and I'm going to be quite honest here, Richard, as great as you were in the ring, and I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, in the near future in the ring as well. You're a bit conceited. I mean, you, 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 like, let's, let's be honest here. You know, like, you weren't anybody that held punches. You thought you were better than everybody else. You're a bit conceited. You are extremely marketable, but let's be honest. Like, has that changed you at all? Or is, are you going to go right back to the same personality you had before? <laughs> Well, Dave, I can say this. Um, sometimes I believe that, that people don't change, but circumstances do. Okay. Um, so, you know, with that being said, um, whether it's cocky, whether it's conceited, whether it's confident, um, they're all words that start with C, but they have slightly different meanings. I think when I get in the ring or when I'm on the microphone, when I'm doing an interview, whatever the case may be, I'll always feel like I'm one of the best in the world doing it. I will. And I actually, when people say best in the world, I mean, sometimes that's just like implanted in our minds as wrestlers. Everybody says I'm the best in the world at this, the best in the world at that. Um, sometimes it's subjective and I don't really know what that means. But in terms of, in, in terms of pro wrestling and thunder, you can attest to this as well. When you're doing this, you have to believe that. You have to believe that you're the best doing this. You have to believe that. Um, there's no other way to do it. Um, you have to enter this with supreme confidence. And I always will, um, whether that was, you know, how I approached it uh, from a personality standpoint in the past or how I do now, I'll always feel that way about myself. He said supreme confidence, David. You hear it that? It sounds like supreme I love it. Supreme confidence. I, I listen, I, I know Richard very, very well. I've known him for a long time and, and Richard, talk about that first match back. What was the feel for you the first time you stepped back into the ring? Man, uh, it was special. Um, it was special. I actually joke around um, with people who ask me, and I say, listen, I'll never watch the match back. And I won't. I'll never watch that match back because I actually just want it to remain as pure as possible in my mind. Cause I'll go back and I'll watch it. I'll go, ah, that, uh, I didn't like that. Or that didn't look great. Or why did I do this? And uh, I don't want to do that. I want to just leave that match as it is. Uh, but it felt fantastic to have my family there, my friends there. And like I said, I didn't pull any punches. We went like 25 minutes. Um, and I, I did as much as I could and um, I didn't hold anything back and it felt like I didn't miss a beat. Um, People in attendance told me that I didn't miss a beat, so I'll just take their word for it because, like I said, I'm not going to watch it back. But it, it was it was everything I could have wanted, um, and I'm just so happy that I did it 
because now it's in the rear view. I was so tunnel visioned on that one match that I almost kind of forgot that I have a schedule going forward. I was just like June 10th. I got to do this match and train for this and um, just look as good as I can, bring the best package that I could. And then I did. And uh, then, like I said, I had a match last night. I was like, oh, I forgot. I'm doing this full time again. Are you, uh, uh, you know, knowing what happened, and I know you don't want to be defined by, you know, being a cancer survivor with everything, but are you enjoying now more than you were before due to what just, just happened to you? Absolutely. 100%. Um, there's a lot of gratitude when I hear my music now. It's, it's a different kind of feeling, you know, um, we do this because we love this and this is all we've ever wanted. Uh, when it gets ripped away from you and you don't know if you're ever going to be able to do it again, that first time that you come through the curtain, it's just a different feeling. And um, I really hope that nobody ever has to experience that. But for me, you know, I, I, I did. So it's, there's so much gratitude. I'm very grateful every time I go through the ring. Um, I always thank God before I go out there. Um, and now I have a, a little extra thanks um, every time I do. Uh, listen, I, 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 I love you, Richard. You know, I know it's not you don't love me, but that's fine. I love you. <laughs> uh, I think you like me a little bit. Uh, but, you know, Richard, you do have some big shows. Let's let's move forward. Let's look ahead. Um and let's look at the future because you have some big shows that are coming up. You and I are actually going to be on the same show July 7th in West Milford, New Jersey for ISPW wrestling. Uh, I know you're going to be stepping into the ring with crowbar, uh, a big match between Rick recon and bull James, a dog collar match uh, in West Milford. So I know you've, you've worked for ISPW before looking forward to that show coming up. And I know that you have a big show for GCW wrestling coming up that weekend as well yeah first and foremost dave i am very fond of you so oh, thank you ah th there you go love that's i i don't throw the l word out there every now and again but very fond very fond. thank you thank you richard uh yeah that's a big weekend for me um doing the ispw show against crowbar who i have a ton of respect for i think that's going to be a hell of a matchup and then the next night uh, i'm debuting for gcw And who would have thought that Richard Holiday would be in a GCW heavyweight championship match? Wow. I am, I am very much looking forward to that um, because I do feel like there's going to be a portion of that fan base who's going to be very upset that I'm in that position because who am I to just walk in on day one in that company and, and wrestle for the heavyweight championship? Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Thunder, I can't wait to hear who is your wrestler of the week. Oh, wow. David, really? You can't hear? I can't wait. Can't no, wait. I, I'm, I'm sure wait. everybody cannot wait to hear who is your wrestler of the week. Well, you know, after seeing the reaction of the people, after 
seeing the anticipation of the millions and millions of wrestling fans talking for months and speculating about what is this person doing? What is this person there to do before? And what is he going to dare to do in the future? Then when I saw him coming on the ramp and the reaction and listening to what he had to say to what's happening right now, I think it's, it's good to say that CM Punk is my wrestler of the week. Wow. Hard um, to argue. Created anticipation created a buzz. Uh, people were talking about it. People were talking about him when he was not even on TV for the last nine months, 10 months. It's been a while. Um, people talk during the time that he was talking. He said some stuff and he like people were going I, absolutely insane about what he had to say. Uh, they, there was a lot of one liners that were really interesting. Uh, that people picked up. Um, and I don't know, it was, it was, it was interesting to see. It was interesting to see that emotional reaction, positive or negative that he caused amongst people during his, during his promo and during his match. And also when he was in the match, um, there was a couple of moments when he was with uh, Samoa Joe, they, that was like the wrestling one-on-one. They were facing each other and the crowd went absolutely nuts before they yeah. touched. So that I was like, okay, I see what's happening. I see what I, I see what they're doing. So um haters and lovers of this this man of Phil, he's back. He is back. And you know what? It really doesn't matter at the end of the day, Thunder, whether uh, they love you or they hate you. As long as they're talking about you and they're tuning in to watch you in the ring and hear what you have to say on the microphone. And I, th I think right now we've kind of learned that lesson over the last week. Now, it is going to be interesting to see how the crowd is going to react to punk outside of Chicago. Like uh, next month, Thunder, on your birthday, uh, AEW Collision is going to be in Newark, New Jersey. Last time that AEW was in Newark, New Jersey, that was November, and that was for uh, Full Gear. And during that pay-per-view, the entire crowd was chanting FCM Punk. So I'm sure CM Punk is going to be on the show for AEW Collision when they're in Newark, New Jersey uh, in mid-July. So I'm wondering what the crowd reaction is going to be. Because as Punk said in his promo this past Saturday, Thunder, and that is, I don't care. Cheer me, boo me, you know, put up a sign saying you love me, put up a sign saying you hate me, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be me. And honestly, that's all you can ask for from somebody is being themselves. So I, I think we're going to get a lot of that moving forward when it comes to punk. Yes, and I think uh, in, in, in a wrestling business, it is very hard sometimes to get over you being you, right? And uh, it's uh, very few individuals that have been able to achieve that, make money, retire, and people still talk about them. So mm -hmm. um, I think uh, CM Punk is one of those. And, um, and I'm interested to see what's gonna happen because like 
<clears throat> this is like, I, I, I don't like reading this stuff, but it's, it's, it's always there, right? The typical. How long is it going to take for people to get tired of like the, the, you know, the honeymoon period again? Like how, how for how long they're going to keep depending on him selling tickets, right? So it's, it's like, that's a good question, enjoy them all, you know? But you know what? But Thunder, that's that's an interesting question. That's an interesting point. But I do agree with what you just said at the end there, which is just enjoy the moment. I feel like fans, we need to do more of that, enjoying uh, the moment. But I, I said this on the show. I felt like, you know, in the last year, probably between the two double or nothings, or maybe even between Forbidden Door and what we're seeing now, or maybe starting at, you know, all out, in Chicago last year, it felt like AEW was in a, a bit of a slump. And I feel like over the last week and a half that they're coming out of that slump, obviously the biggest show in AEW history is coming up at the end of August with all in. And now it's confirmed. They have over, you know, 65,000 tickets sold uh, with still two months to go. So you're probably going to get around 70,000 fans in that stadium for all in. I mean, right now they've sold 65,000 tickets, Thunder and they haven't even announced one match for that show that's happening in the UK. So I'm I'm wondering if maybe we're we're starting to see AEW getting back to where they were just over a year ago. And think about Forbidden Door, you know, Thunder um last year, you know, that's Punk got hurt just before Forbidden Door. That was the, I think the last pay-per-view you were involved in before you got injured was Forbidden yeah. Door, correct? So, yes. you know, a lot of things have happened over the last year, but I feel like, you know, the honeymoon period, I think, is over for AEW. It's like, how can they build, how can they build, uh, you know, personalities, characters, storylines? And I feel like they're starting to do that now. But like you said, time and time, time will tell. And again, it's, it's, it's just about how, the storylines and um, other things will play out to see where is CM Punk going? Like, uh, how is he going to handle this new run and this humongous second opportunity uh, from coming back from something so controversial, yes. right? Um, and uh, and I, I think that's that's the thing, you know? And like I said, he and his opening statements, he there is a lot of, uh, real emotions, you know, questioning himself, questioning what's happening, um, you know, really uh, reflecting on everything he's done and, and, and if it's worth, you know, doing what he needs to do. And, um, and I think it, because of who he is, it's such an amazing opportunity that he has regardless of what happened in the past, because he can rebuild and try something again. And well, he shaved his head. So we know he's going to be a menace. So <laughs> is that, is that your, is that your uh, telltale is the shaving of the head? No, I remember last time when he did that in the other company, you know, he was a menace and he came back and he's like, feel being feel he, he is being himself. So, uh, as long as he, allow, he's allowed himself to be himself, uh, you know, people can be in trouble. So, um, and that's fun to watch. I, I personally think it is really fun to watch. So, um, 
and he's making a ton of money too. So good for him. Yeah. And I think with merchandise and I, and again, I, I, you know, we posed this question all week long here on busted open. It's like, what do people want to see from CM Punk? Do you want him to be a baby face or a heel? Do you want them to play out the real life story with him and the elite and hangman page? Or do you just want to move on from it and get past it? I mean, really, I, I mean, that's not for me or you to answer. I guess ultimately that's for the fans to answer. And, and I'll even pose the question to our busted open nation. Like, what do you want from CM Punk moving forward? Because all those questions about whether he's going to come back, not going to come back. Those are all answered now. He's back. What exactly do you want from CM Punk? 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT93. My answer is, Thunder, I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Punk. Could you have a, a a story with the Elite or a story with Hangman Page? Sure. Could you go back and throw him into the title picture with MJF? You could do that. There's a lot of different possibilities. And listen, he didn't bite his tongue in his opening promo on Saturday last weekend. Thunder, you know, he made a little dig. You know, at the a bus. little. Yeah, I mean, that was all right. Maybe <laughs> maybe more than little, but he but he made that dig. So I'm very, very interested because there might be fans that are just like, you know what? I'm over the punk shit. Like, I don't care about what happened. Like, let's just move on. Just do your wrestling show and put him in a position to succeed. I mean, I really don't know. Only the fans can answer that question, Thunder. I mean, and that is absolutely a, a true statement, David, what you just said. I know I've read some stuff. Uh, people have been completely turned off about this whole, like, uh, internal uh, turf, a beef, whatever you want to call it, that is happening uh, and how things are being or, or that things that seem to be portrayed, right? Uh, like the perception that people have. And, and they don't know, they don't know what to do. Like some fans, like they really don't know what to do. Cause I feel like, um, when was the last time that there was a, uh, an internal conflict this big in a company and it was so public? Well, I mean, we, we've talked about it. Um, Matt Hardy, Lita and edge. And that's going back obviously a long time ago, uh, Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett with Karen Jarrett. Like you've had those like real personal issues, real, life issues that went public and they made it into a storyline like you know like so if you could do that when it's when you're when it's involving a girlfriend or a wife like if you if you can go and do business when something like that and I don't even know if if I could ever do that and I don't even know if that's the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do but in a situation like this I, I, I think especially if you're going to have it mentioned on TV in a promo to me and listen, not that you have to answer it thunder, but like even stuff with like you and Brit, if you, if it's going to go public and it's going to be talked about on a reality show, then you should play it out on your wrestling show, especially when you have two people that make magic and have great chemistry in the ring. If you have that in front of you, why not take advantage of it? And do it for business. Because if you told me CM Punk is stepping in the ring with Hangman Page, I'm buying a ticket to see CM Punk against Hangman Page. Well, yeah, because, like, you I mean, right now they uh, haven't seen each other in a while. And yeah. there were some some really strong words said in, uh, in some interviews. This is before, you know, he came to the ring in Chicago. And... Uh, 
piss a lot of people off and people, some people responded, you know? So, I mean, the real, there's real emotions and, and it's, uh, I think it's that the professional way to do it in professional wrestling is definitely utilizing some real problems, issues that arise amongst people, but it is, it is, you know, amongst those two people or the team to see how far are they going to take it. Well, you just said it and you're so right. You know, real life issues, um, you know, when, and, and it is the professional wrestling business. You have to be professional. Punk mentioned that in his promo last weekend. He said professional wrestling, dealing with professionals. So, you know, to me, yeah, if you're professional, listen, Thunder, you know this. I know this as well. Everybody can relate. You're not going to get along with everybody you work with. There's going to be conflict with people you work with. But you know what? You still have to work with those people. And I think that's the same thing when it comes to professional wrestling. It really does. But I think um, some people are not emotionally mature to do the right thing or the professional thing. And that's a real, and that's a real thing. Yeah. Very real, very latent. And that's why it's, it's, it's hard to manage emotions sometimes because it gets the best out of you because you don't agree because X, Y, and Z. You know, or you relive something that you don't want to relive uh, because it was painful, um, because you feel personally attacked, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, again, with with some of the stuff that happened 20 years ago at WWE and they utilized that and they made it a huge deal and a huge storyline, I'm pretty sure everybody had to, like, drop their their stuff, you know, call it a truce and make it work with all that realism that existed because of that base, that reality-based thing that happened. So it could go both ways, David. It could go, it could go great and it could be a great storyline or it can be a disaster storyline that can lead into chaos in another humongous issue. If and, that, not and, and, and Thunder, you just told, uh, wow, you talked about chaos. It could go in that direction. If you're Tony Khan, do you just want to move on from this or do you want to use it knowing that like you just said, it could cause chaos in your company. It's going to be very interesting to see what direction they go in with CM Punk. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation Channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America located in Washington, D.C. provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.